Welcome to the five questions for a field service expert podcast. This is the show for field service professionals where we dig into the big questions about field service delivery and management. Every episode, we ask a field service expert five questions that can help you do your job better. Well, today we have Inderpreet Shoker with us. Inderpreet is an industry analyst at ARC Advisory Group where she works with the Asset Performance Management Team. She focuses there on asset management technologies and services and regularly publishes research and insights on technology for things like asset integrity management, uh, asset tracking, and of course, asset reliability. In fact, her most recent work focuses on inspections and maintenance improvements for asset intensive organizations in the oil and gas, chemical, and power sectors. Indipreet, welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's um, absolutely my pleasure. Wonderful. Well, we have five questions for you, Indipreet, as we do for all of our field service experts and asset management experts. Are you ready to go? Sure. Good. So the first thing I want to talk about, Indipreet, is data. Um, Often that's the, the source of so much value, and it's become increasingly important indeed in all aspects of asset integrity management. It's now being captured uh, through sensors, through cameras, drones, of course, mobile devices. Tell us about some of the most innovative ways you're seeing uh, industrial manufacturers use data to optimize their operations. Well, um, I absolutely agree with you, Dan. Uh, data is extremely important. Actually, it has always been. Uh, but the good thing I would say is that manufacturers, they are increasingly understanding uh, the importance of data and they are discovering great ways uh, to utilize this. Um, One way manufacturers are using all this asset data is to improve their asset management programs, um, their asset management practices. Um, You mentioned all these great technologies, and what's happening is that with all these great technologies, manufacturers, they're able to capture a lot more asset health data than ever before. So, Earlier, a lot of this asset health information was collected manually. And you know what can happen with manual processes. There's always a good possibility uh, that all the information can get lost or when you need that information, you may have a tough time finding it. So now with all these latest technologies, um, mobile devices, uh, sensors and all, uh, data can be collected and aggregated automatically. So this ensures that key asset health information is not lost. A lot of these times, manufacturers are integrating all this asset health information with their different asset management systems, their ERP systems, and this ensures that all the good information related to asset health is there when you need it. And um, manufacturers, they're not only collecting this asset health information, but they're taking great advantage of this by using analytics. Um, they are applying analytical models to this data, and that enables them uh, to predict uh, failure of critical equipment components, as well as suggest actions to fix these issues. Um, so they are using this asset data information and analytics uh, to prioritize maintenance activities and then streamline uh, their asset management operations. That, that makes a ton of sense, and you, you talk about predictive maintenance, and I want to come back to that in just a minute, but before we do, I want to focus in on 
uh, one particular source of data collection, and that's drones. So we know that drones are frequently used where technicians would otherwise be perhaps exposed to potentially dangerous situations, um, right. heights, or, or, or conditions where there's, uh, you know, um, volatile substances, that type of thing. How are you seeing drones yourself being used actually at ground level uh, where people are not climbing towers necessarily? And, and then what are the advantages of that approach? Um, yes. Um, in fact, I would say that use of drones for inspection is one of the latest trends uh, in the industry. And industry has quickly adopted this trend as well. And of course, uh, the reason is that you know drones can quickly and very cost effectively perform visual inspections for various kinds of assets that uh, can be remotely located. As you said uh, that uh, earlier, you know, inspectors would need to climb ladders and use ropes or being other kind of crane lifts or so uh, to reach these um, hard to reach inspection sites. And with drones, they don't need to do that anymore. They can be at a safe distance while the drone is capturing all the necessary images, videos, and um, another added benefit of using drones is that they can also be equipped with advanced tools um, like imaging tools, thermographic cameras, so they can gather a lot more information than just regular images and videos. Um, so definitely, as you said, um, inspectors don't need to climb ladders, so this enhances safety for everyone. And um, another added benefit of using drones is that uh, it's significantly cutting down time on uh, visual inspections. So in many situations, you know, inspectors, they don't even need to travel to the inspection site anymore. What they can do is that simply view live or recorded video that has been taken by the drone. So it saves them all the time they could have spent traveling to the site and coming back. So inspectors are actually able to inspect many more sites than before more effectively. And um, another added benefit of using drones, I would say, is that um, um, all the inspection videos, images, or other data that are collected by the drone, it can be easily saved for later reference or be shared with other experts, and they can be anywhere in the world. Um, so definitely, we are seeing a lot of benefit of using drones in the field. There are quite a few. Let's, let's shift for a minute over a back over to preventative maintenance, which you, you mentioned a moment ago. Um, and, and we know that um, preventative maintenance is evolving, actually, and you, you spoke to this briefly, into a predictive model um, where assets and equipment are being repaired before they even go down. How does an organization start to think about moving towards a predictive maintenance model? What's, what's involved in a transformation like that? Well, um, simply saying a lot is involved in that transformation. Um, but for one thing, if um, a user is just starting to uh, move toward predictive maintenance, uh, what they can do and probably should do is that um, they can start small and uh, bring in incremental changes. Obviously, first of all, uh, they would need to identify the most crucial assets in their plant that they would like to start with and then identify the right technology depending upon what kind of assets they choose to monitor. And um, then the, the next step would be to identify a right partner, right supplier to help them with that kind of transformation. So definitely a lot is involved and a lot can change within an organization when you're going through 
such a transformation. Um, but I would like to highlight uh, the importance of people uh, involved in the process. Um, because you know um, an organization may spend you know hundreds and thousands of dollars to bring in the latest technology but that will not benefit the organization unless the people unless the staff you know they are properly trained as well as i would say motivated to use the technology in the right way um, when you look at a change within our organization um, I think it's going to be the people first and then the processes and then comes the technology. And uh, I think an investment in change management is, is an area which you know many times is ignored or is highly underestimated. So clearly having a proper change management program is uh, absolutely crucial for success. Employees, they need to understand what is changing, how it is changing, and how it's going to affect their day-to-day -day job responsibilities or how it's going to make their day-to-day -day job responsibilities easier. And um, um, I would like to share actually a, a story or an example that an end user shared with us where they, they implemented a state-of-the-art asset management system and connected all their instruments to this new asset management workstation so that operators would have access to all this great, you know, asset health data, and they would get all kinds of alerts. So this organization, they were expecting great returns. They were expecting major improvements in their operations, and that did not happen. And when they tried to find out what is the reason, they realized that the operators, they were not using the system properly. Um, they realized they were only using the system for calibration purposes when they needed to replace an instrument. So all the alerts that they were getting, all the useful asset health information that they were getting, they were not making any use of it. And all of this was because the staff wasn't properly trained to use the new system properly, trained to use the a new system more efficiently. So this highlights that, you know, even if you invest hundreds and thousands of dollars in the latest technology, unless you train your people, um, unless uh, you train your people to use the technology properly, you would not receive an optimum value. Um, so I would just like to say that organizations should never forget the people part of the transformation. Well said, well said, and something uh, that I think is 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 heard so often um, yeah. and, and, embra and embraced uh, only after perhaps sometimes <laughs> a, a right. hard lesson is learned. So great, great insight there. Um, let's talk more about asset management for a moment and asset uh, uh, tracking. You you have published recently about uh, the virtues of remote monitoring, and and I want to talk about how the various hardware and software in that in that um, system actually relies perhaps less on human intervention, relies less on you know a, a technician making a trip out to an asset. How do you see remote monitoring changing the service technician uh, profession? Um, yes, uh, you're absolutely right. I think remote monitoring is certainly uh, making a service technician's life easier, even if they have to make a trip uh, to the field. Uh, but overall, um, it's helping reduce the time to respond, time to analyze, and then time to fix the equipment. Um, as you know, with remote monitoring, all the asset health information can be made available at a central control station. So if something goes wrong and an asset is not working, 
technician already has a lot of information on the asset condition. So earlier, if an asset is not working, a technician would probably go in the field or to the plant, they would inspect it, and then find out what is causing the issue. And then they would realize, okay, what kind of tools they need, what kind of spare parts they need, and sometimes they may even realize that probably a different technician would be more experienced or more qualified uh, to fix the issue. Um, so based on their findings, they may need to get somebody else there, may need to make a trip to the warehouse and get the appropriate spare parts or so. So it may take them multiple trips and obviously it involves significant amount of time. Um, now with remote monitoring, technicians can have access to much more information even before they visit the field. So in many cases, they can know exactly what is causing the issue with the asset. And then depending on the issue, they can assign an appropriate technician. They would also have more information on what kind of tools or spare parts they're needed. So they are much better prepared to fix the issue. So it saves them multiple trips to the field and saves them a lot of time as well. That's actually, your answer is actually a perfect segue to our, our last question that we have for you today, Indipreet. Um, speaking of, you know, data inputs before the, the technician actually arrives on site, what are some of those key trends that you're seeing in what we might call dynamic inspections where uh, environmental or operational conditions, other real-time conditions even, mm -hmm. are driving the actions that a technician or an inspector would take? Um, in general, um, I would say that we uh, definitely see a trend toward advanced technology adoption to make inspections and other maintenance work easier. Um, we already talked about some of the latest technology. We talked about drones. Um, we talked about remote monitoring. Um, another technology that I would like to highlight and we have started to see now is the use of autonomous vehicles for inspection purposes. Um, as you know, in, in, in various industries, uh, we have infrastructure and assets remotely located. So performing inspections or any kind of maintenance task on these uh, remotely, locate, remotely located assets can be a major challenge. Uh, one such example of uh, such assets is uh, subsea assets in the oil and gas industry. As you, can, as you know, you know, for inspecting something that's subsea, uh, you would need special equipment, you would need to have divers. So it becomes a major, major task and not an easy one, of course. Um, so for these kind of assets, we um, uh, hear a lot about the use of remotely operated vehicles or what we usually refer to as ROVs. And they have been used for a while and they help them perform these you know, routine inspection tasks more efficiently, effectively. Um, but what we have started to hear now is that uh, we have started to see some applications and some, you know, pilots involving supervised autonomous vehicles uh, for these subsea inspections. So um, these supervised or you can say semi-autonomous ROVs, what they have is that they combine some of the features of ROVs and autonomous vehicles. Uh, they are equipped with uh, multiple sensors but they can autonomously collect inspection data on subsea structures from a very close range and then transmit the data to a central location um, where you know a maintenance uh, where the maintenance staff um,
can make decisions on the maintenance and repair operations. They have access to uh, all the information about asset health. They can see the assets. And so it's definitely helping them expedite uh, inspection and maintenance tasks and uh, helping them perform uh, these maintenance activities with far fewer crew members than ever before, which is, I think, a great help for the industry, you know, that is already struggling with a skills gap. Um, so we have started to see these autonomous vehicles um, for subsea applications right now. But I think I'm pretty sure that, you know, we may, we may see more of these for inspection uh, in other industries as well in future. Well, you are clearly publishing and thinking about uh, the, the leading edge of, of where technology is heading relative to asset integrity management and, and all aspects of asset performance. Indipreet, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for the invite. Uh, it was a great pleasure talking about uh, some of the latest technologies and trends in the space. You can learn more about Indipreet and her expert insights at ARC Advisory Group at their website, arcweb.com. Thanks so much for listening. For more expert views on field service, subscribe to the Mobile Reach blog at mobilereach.com.